the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and it is a freaky Friday, and we are hoping to get a round tripper or two on our betting card and get that uh, nice green check mark next to it and score a winner, winner, chicken dinner. So let's go ahead and go yard with our home run picks to click here off the top. And I am going to take a Jordan Alvarez tonight, Lundy, uh, going to the land of Flying Pike uh, in the fish market area there in Seattle, Washington. Uh, and I think the uh, pike lands it, and it was cutting through uh, the air. That's what Alvarez's ball is going to do. Uh, inside T-Mobile Park against Chris Flexen, uh, who is uh, definitely droopy. Uh, not exactly flexing on uh, the competition so far this season. Uh, he has got uh, some long ballitis. Uh, he's got a 1.87 home run, home run per nine allowed this year. And if you look at Alvarez, uh, it's plus 260 for him to eclipse the fence at DraftKings. He's three for seven lifetime against Flexen with a pair of dongs. And five RBI. And he's also number three right now in Major League Baseball at exit velocity. So when he is applied bat to ball, man, it is a, a high, hard hit rate for the Houston Astro. I think he's going to blast off tonight and get a plus 260. Uh, what do you got for me? Who do you think is going to touch them all? Well, let's go to this one. Uh, so Austin Gomber will be on the mound for the Rockies. Meh. That's kind of how I feel about Austin Gomber. Meh. <laughs> Um, and, and so I'm going to, I'm going to go to the Nats. I mean, that's where they are. They are in Washington taking on the Nationals. So I'm going to go to Juan Soto who has been frigid, uh, shall we say, but, uh, I think up against Gomber, I think you got an opportunity to, to go yard. It's plus 370 at DraftKings. This is a little bit of a TYG. Trust your gut. It's just feeling that Soto eventually has to be able to launch one, uh, over the wall. He did have two home runs earlier this season. That was at Coors. But in a three-game set against Colorado, he had two round trippers. And eventually this is going to catch up to him. But Austin Gomber has allowed six home runs this season, all of them to right-handed batters. He has yet to give one up to a lefty. I think Soto might change that tonight. So plus 370 for Soto to go yard. All right, break out of that funk, one, and let's go winner, winner to start off this Friday. And with that, let's get to it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, uh, we only got one game on the NHL docket tonight. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche in the land of uh, the arch. Uh, that is the Lou, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, could not close it out. You were in attendance, unfortunately, there inside Ball Arena. So uh, they have got to go another game and try to win one on the opponent's ice uh, to prevent a game seven. Uh, and sphincters would be tightening. And yours would certainly be one of them if that indeed is the case, if it gets back to Denver. But uh, give me your pick on the pucks in this avalanche and blues game numero seis, amigo. Yeah, let's go to them. They will be, as you just said, in St. Louis. This is going to be a tough one for Colorado. I think we are destined for a game seven on Sunday night, to be honest with you. I think St. Louis is going to ride that momentum coming back from down 3-0. Uh, on Wednesday night uh, to win it, as you just said, in overtime. But let's look at the total in this one. Still sitting at 6.5, which is really pretty standard for an avalanche game. But we've also seen the scoring coming out of St. Louis. Um, Both of these goaltenders, obviously St. Louis is now on to uh, Uso, who is their backup with Jordan Bennington knocked out. That was the big controversy uh, previously. But 
Uh, these guys are scoring. I mean, they've been over six and a half uh, in three straight games. They've gone seven, nine, and nine in terms of the totals. And I don't see a reason to think that all of a sudden these goaltenders are going to become brick walls. I think they're going to continue to let some leak through, um, not only because the offenses on the abs and the blues are good, but frankly, uh, there have been some soft goals allowed by both of these goaltenders, ones that you go back and watch the film and you know they wish they could have back. And I don't think that's going to tighten up, especially with a raucous crowd uh, that's going to be there uh, at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis. So take the over right now at DraftKings, just a little bit, uh, just to the minus 115. But I'd be willing to bet you that as we get closer to puck drop tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern time, by the way, that that juice is going to creep up as people jump on the over. So take it now. Oh, 8 o'clock, uh, first puck drop? You're going to be well lubed. <laughs> by the time that game starts, take the over at Tail Lundy. Number four. All right, since it is a Friday, and by the way, this could be our last show, just a friendly reminder, uh, I am off next week. Uh, so we will take a one-week siesta. I will be coming back from vacation, uh, probably with like a grade five sunburn, uh, and then we'll get back in the saddle. So I got to unplug, unwind, and have a few dozen umbrella drinks uh, to wash away all of the lousy selections I have made on this podcast over 400-plus episodes. But, Lundy, you are looking ahead to a matchup that's going to go down this weekend in the NHL playoffs. What is that? Yeah, let's roll um, to Madison Square Garden, shall we? Tomorrow night, we will have the Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. Um, They just played last night. The Canes took care of business um, at home, as we expected. That was actually uh, one of the picks I had yesterday. Hopefully you took it because it was plus odds for you to have Carolina win it in regulation. They did. They won it 3-1. to So when you look at where this series is sitting now and they go back to New York, um, Carolina – if you look at Carolina over the course of uh, the postseason, and they're up in the series 3-2, Carolina has absolutely sucked on the road in the postseason. It is it is inexplicable. They are so dominant at home, and yet every road game they have played so far in the postseason, and they have played a total of five of them, they have lost all of them, and they have lost all of them by multiple goals. Wow. So I'm going to take the Rangers to force the Game 7 back in Raleigh. Um, and you can take the Rangers right now on the money line at a minus 110. But I'm going to take them on the money line, but I'm also going to sprinkle the Rangers in regulation just because of how bad Carolina has been on the road. And in regulation, the 60-minute line for the Rangers tomorrow night, as of tape time right now, is a plus 140. So I'm going to go money line, and I'm also going to go in regulation because until the Canes show me they can do anything on the road, I'm going to keep fading them. Yeah, exactly. Ride those road woes and indeed fade the Canes. Number three. All right, Lundy. Will, speaking of fade, the Miami Heat uh, fade into obscurity uh, because they are on the ropes in a potential elimination game on the road against the Boston Celtics, and they are heavy underdogs, and understandably so, given how dreadful they have played offensively. But uh, I'm going to work in an NBA prop right here on the defensive side, and that is with Jimmy Butler. And I'm going to take the over on one-and-a-half steals there in Beantown, uh, and if you look at Butler, uh, he has done this uh, three times here in this series. Four, one, two, zero, and two is what he has had. 
uh, so far. Uh, he's been over at 11 of 15 postseason games on the swipes. You know he's going to play the maximum amount of minutes possible, uh, probably 40, uh, I would say, at a minimum in this game. Could be much higher than that in the end. Uh, Boston, uh, they are allowing seven and a half steals per game to the opposition. So, given this significant tick, uh, giving the trend here of Butler in the NBA playoffs, and this one being uh, the Miami Heat's a potential last dance, fade or follow, uh, is the Butler going to do it on the over one and a half steals? Minus 122 right now at FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm going to roll with this one because of something that you just said a second ago, and that is the minutes. I mean, look, you're you're talking a potential elimination game, which means Butler should be out there, as you just said, for, you know, 40, 42. I mean, you got to use him as much as you possibly can. It's the, uh, you know, go back to the uh, old school uh, you know, uh, 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 live while I'm alive. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Right. Like he can he can sleep when this game is over with. So I'm expecting him out there for as many minutes as possible. The minutes are what are going to give him the opportunity to be able to get the steals. Um, so I, I'll take it just because I think he's going to be out there and he's going to have plenty of chances to do it. But man, Miami has been they were my pick to come out of the east. If you remember a couple months ago here on the pod. And they have made me look uh, foolish, shall we say. <laughs> uh, I, I understand uh, that plight, Lundy. Every single day I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, man, you are a fool. And my picks uh, tend to follow suit. Stay tuned for my top plays on this ultra-loaded Friday night in Major League Baseball Plus bonus time in the NBA, the NHL, and, of course, more MLB. Two. All right, let's go out west to the desert where the mercury is rising very quickly. Uh, the hottest month on the calendar every single year in the Sonoran right around the corner. Uh, and Ryan Pepio is going to play off that heat against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, as of tape time, there is no player prop for Pepio outside of him getting a win, which is at minus 160 right now at BetMGM. So I'm doing a little bit of speculating, a little guesswork here, Lundy, and I am fearlessly forecasting uh, this strikeouts prop to be at four and a half. Now, Pepio, uh, for the Dodgers, only has a pair of starts this season, and oh, what a quinky dink. One of those came against this same Arizona team, and that was the last time out on May 17th. He went just four innings in that game, gave up three earned, but struck out five. So here's the deal. If it's three and a half on the strikeout prop, four and a half on the strikeout prop, when it does surface, I'm taking the overall day. I don't care what the juice is. If it's five and a half or greater, that is a hard pass for me. And to give you a little bit more background, uh, Pepio, he had a 12.06K per nine at AAA before he was called up. Uh, doesn't feature a, a ton of stuff in the repertoire. Uh, he's got a fastball and a plus change. That really is his punch-out pitch. And speaking of punch-outs, Arizona, uh, they have been starry-eyed uh, because they are number two in strikeouts per nine among all Major League Baseball teams at 9.33. So a little pep in the step here with Ryan Pepio, assuming we actually get a strikeouts prop on this, and assuming it's at four and a half on that over in Arizona, pending the juice. What do you got? Uh, after all of that, uh, all I'm thinking about is Pepe Le Pew. Um, I just, I'm seriously, you just completely took me down a Looney Tunes route from when I was like six. And Are I'm you totally frolicking confused. around right now? Are you speaking a little French? 
Well, it's either that or it's, you know, I still need a shower this morning and I just don't <laughs> smell good. Um, so I, I'm with you on the uh, on waiting to see exactly what the number is. But if it gets above four and a half, folks, don't touch it. But you're right. He's already got he's already seen these guys. He's already had the chance to go through uh, the lineup against Arizona. And he had the 5Ks even in the limited action. So I say the Rook continues to perform well, gets the, gets the opportunity here. Just grab that number the moment it comes out, though, because I could see it moving pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. Keep an eye out. And if it does show up, pound Pepio. <laughs> number one. All right, Lundy, let's get to my top play in Major League Baseball. And it's just a standard under, which is kind of a rarity for me because, you know, I love the player props, especially the strikeout props sometimes, a hitter prop. Uh, but no, just a standard under here between the Tigers and Guardians. And it's at seven and a half at minus 120 here at tape time at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got the Bieber fever. Shane Bieber uh, towing the rubber for the Guardians against Alex Fado of the Detroit Tigers. And Fado's actually been uh, pretty damn good. 21 innings pitch, 3.00 ERA. Now that 4.24 XFIP uh, is disconcerting because, you know, eventually there could be a correction here. But he just faced Cleveland. And he went five and a third innings pitch, only gave up two earned runs. And the one thing about, um, you know, this Tigers team, uh, the bullpen's actually been decent, uh, to say the least. And Cleveland's is is top 10 in ERA. So uh, knowing that as a supportive measures, uh, I like the Alex Fado side of things. And, of course, there's Bieber. Uh, 3.55 ERA, 9.07 K per nine. The velocity issues of earlier this season seem to be long in the past. Uh, barely has given up any home runs, 0.79 per game. Uh, the control has been pinpoint, 2.76 walks per nine. And again, he just faced Cleveland back on May 22nd. Seven innings pitch, couple of earned runs, and 10 strikeouts. Uh, we know that Detroit is dead last in runs per nine scored. Uh, Cleveland's bats have made a, you know greater noise uh, over the entirety of the season. But, man, I like the under here a lot. I think Captain Hook is going to be really good to us. So, fade or follow, Tigers, Guardians, under seven and a half runs, minus 120 at DraftKings. Well, you just said it. We're doing a run back here because these two guys, I mean, these two teams faced each other on the 22nd and these were the starting pitchers uh, and the yep. final was four to two. Now, I'll tell you this. If you're somebody playing the under, you need to hope that you don't get a repeat of that game on the 22nd because there were three runs on the board by the end of the second inning. Um, yeah. So you got your face, your face. Yes, you gotta you gotta be careful that you don't uh, that you're not sweating really really early because that is actually what happened in that game. They wound up with uh, you know it was two to one by the time you got to the end of the second, and then everything slowed down. The final was four to two, which obviously would tuck underneath this seven and a half. But I say they run it back. I say you're going to see a very similar, uh, maybe not the early scoring, but a very similar type of scoreboard by the time this one happens. You know, because again, you've got the same two pitchers, the same two teams, five days apart. I don't see a reason to think that it's going to suddenly be dramatically different from what it was before. Uh, it's a game of adjustments. Now, I'm with you there, obviously. So take the under on the seven and a half Tigers and Guardians. All right, Lundy, uh, before my buck gets to the airport here, uh, I need you to feed me some bird time. What else you got for me on this Freaky Friday? 
Yeah, I'm waiting for them to put uh, some sort of a play a playroom or like a, an arcade or something at the airport so that when people like you and I take the family vacation, uh, the kids can go over there and we'll sit at the airport bar. Uh, oh, just yeah, it's a, just a free, it's a free idea. I'm just throwing it out there to all you folks that uh, you know that are that are managers and, and designers of airports. Uh, let's start to find something for the kids so that we can sit at the airport bar and get drunk. Um, do it I've got, for the kids. That's do it, it for the kids. Um, I I already brought up uh, both tonight's game and tomorrow night's game. Speaking of tomorrow night's game, by the way, it is sitting right now with a total. This is the the Canes and the Rangers, by the way. It's sitting with a total of a flat five. Um, I don't know why this is a little bit of a lean for me, a little bit of a TYG. I think there's actually going to be scoring at Madison Square Garden by the time we get to this game tomorrow night. So I'm going to take the over. Right now it's juiced at the five at the minus 140 in part because the hook isn't there. My guess is that's going to slide to a five and a half at some point over the next eight to 12 hours. Um, I still like it. I, I would take an over on a five and a half between now and puck drop. Again, there's these have been low scoring. Um, we know Shesterkin has been spectacular from a goaltending standpoint, but I just think we may see some scoring tomorrow night in New York. So leaning a little bit to the over, but a player prop for tonight. And this one may surprise you a little bit because Nathan McKinnon is coming off of a hat trick uh, in Denver on Wednesday night. His shots on goal is sitting at four and a half. That's where it has been basically the entire postseason. And we have cashed a lot of these on the over. But tonight I am going to take the under on Mac for his SOGS, as Brad likes to say. Sogs! He is he is at a plus 105 on the under. Here's part of the reason why. In the two games they've already played at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, his shots totals are two and four. St. Mm. Louis tries to do everything they can to keep McKinnon in check, and they've got one of the best forwards to be able to go up against him, former teammates in Ryan O'Reilly. So I think they're going to keep him in check again. I think McKinnon is going to get four right on the nose, and therefore he's going to get the under, and that's going to be a plus 105 on a player prop for tonight. If he, by the way, if he goes above this number, it'll probably mean that Colorado won. Oh, yeah, and uh, you're hoping that is indeed the case. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to some photos time here in the NBA. Uh, I'm going to go with the under on Bam Adebayo, 28.5 on the PRA. Points, rebounds, and assists at minus 120 on DraftKings. Uh, in this series, 15, 17, 47. Uh, that's the outlier there. 17 and 29, so he's been under in three of five. He's averaging 25.1 combined in total in this entire NBA postseason. Uh, Boston, they just will give up a whole lot of assists, and I think that's going to be the kicker in this. Uh, Adebayo may do some damage in points and rebounds, uh, but won't get enough in that third category to justify him getting to 29 on the PRA. The Celts uh, give it up just 19.9 assists per game in this NBA postseason. Uh, give me Jason Tatum over three and a half turnovers, minus 140 at MGM. He has done this three times in the series, going seven turnovers, three, six, three, and five. He's averaging 4.3 turnovers per game in the NBA postseason. He's been over nine of 16 playoff contest and Miami's forcing 15.1 turnovers per game I'm not saying the Heat are going to show up offensively like I said at the top of the pod but defensively and maybe a couple of those going to be to Jimmy Butler and those steals and we cash a couple of tickets Lundy oh that'd be glorious uh, so I guess it's a correlation synergize bring it all together moment there but I am taking the over on Tatum turnovers three and a half and how about PJ Tucker 
I don't think we've talked about him hardly at all in the pod. I'm going to take the over on five and a half rebounds at minus 120. He's gone six, four, seven, three, and 11. So over in three of five in this series. He's averaging 6.2 rebounds per game in the series, getting 28.8 minutes per game. Boston, uh, one of their primary weaknesses is sealing off the glass, giving up 42.8 boards per game in this postseason. So I like Tucker to crash that glass, wax that ass, uh, and get us a winner there on that over five and a half rebounds. Back to baseball. How about a two-leg hit parlay? Trevor Story, who is wielding a fiery stick right now. You might want to get that checked out, though. Uh, Marcus Simeon as well to get a hit. Both those guys. Uh, fine green space, plus 108. Uh, Simeon has hit safely in six of his last eight. I know he's only batting a buck 81 on the season, but he's three for seven lifetime against the A's Cole Irvin, who he's going to face tonight. Meanwhile, for Trevor Story, last 15 days, he's batting 286 with those eight Bombs and 23 RBI, and he is hit safely in seven of his last ten. Uh, Boston taking on Baltimore. Uh, do you need anything more? It's Kyle Bradish on the bump with a 5.74 ERA. Uh, a couple of more, and then I'm out. Uh, Alec Manoa uh, over five and a half strikeouts against the LA Angels, a minus 150. He has done this in five of his last eight starts, or five of eight starts this season. Very low hard hit rate on the season. 12.7 swinging strike rate this year, which is great. And the Angels, uh, as explosive as this offensive uh, can be at times, they have struggled making contact uh, on occasion. Number 27 in K per nine. That's the fourth highest K per nine to 9.09 in baseball. So, I know I think it's at least six strikeouts for him. And then last, and certainly not least, you know you love the parlays, and I want to feed them to you. Uh, and these are all alt-run uh, alt totals that I put together at BetMGM. Uh, the Mets score three or more runs. The Mariners under four runs. And the Pirates under four runs. All of those hit. That is plus 220. Uh, love the Mets. Uh, they have done this in 11 of their last 12. They're taking on Philadelphia and Bailey Falter. That's uh, an unfortunate last name when you're a pitcher or really any kind of athlete whatsoever. Uh, meanwhile, Seattle going up against Justin Verlander. Do you need any more evidence? Verlander with that microscopic 1.22 ERA. And then finally, uh, the Buccos are going to San Diego and uh, Sean Manaya uh, just face him. He did give up three earned in that game. Uh, but I don't believe Pittsburgh got over that total in that contest. They're only a 630 road OPS team, averaging 2.9 runs per game away from the Steel City. And a plus 220, damn good odds on that one. And there you have it. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noise. Uh, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly, if you enjoy this podcast and as always again reminder we're off next week we talking to you a couple of weeks from now until then as always fade or follow that is up to you fade the noise